This is Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Club Cafe Podcast. And if you don't want to get frozen, you better hand over the IC Championship now. Or you could be terminated or possibly erased. But I'd rather do this, yeah, it's so much more fun! Hey everybody, welcome to episode 130 of the Club Cafe Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott. Joined alongside by Dan Peck. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day, it's a frame of mind. And also, Chris O'Mealy. It's so true, though. Thank you guys for continuing to tune into this show. Please make sure that you are checking out all the other shows that you can check out, including Talk and Talkies, now part of Pennsylvania Podcast. My buddy Chris Decker gave us the old hookup there. And, of course, we reviewed Miracle on 34th Street this week. Because, you know, it's December and Christmas movies, but uh, the next two weeks we're doing all the Star Wars movies. And check out Jersey Rain Podcast, my new one-on-one interview show. I've interviewed these two guys. I've interviewed Jeff Trelowitz this week, who's been a guest on this show before. So check that out, too. Podcasts. All the podcasts. Every single one. So, uh, for those who don't know, actually... A little app drop this week that's been in the works for a long time. It's the DDP Yoga Now app, and I'm going to talk about it. Now, first of all, if anybody bought the DVDs, you should look in your email because you have a free month that you can activate, and then you're also getting a lower rate after that. So what does the app entail? Well, I had some fun with it last night. I did a live workout that was um, in Georgia, actually, at the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and it was unlike the WWE app launch, it was flawless. I was able to get in, do the workout. I know some people are experiencing problems with it. I haven't had any yet. Ugh, worst thing ever. It should be flawless the day it launches. Of course. And Apple still hasn't approved the their app yet. It's on Android. You can use it on your computer as well. Um, you can link your Bluetooth HRM to it, and it can actually give you achievements in workout, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I see Joey images being like, oh, it's not on Apple? Well, I'm out. Yeah. Well, wait a week. Not Apple's even. the freaking worst for apps, so... Yeah, really that's what is. they said. Yeah. They submitted them at the same time. Android pushed it through, and Apple, they're still waiting on the process. But anyway, yeah, so there's in-workout achievements, basically. So if you keep your heart rate monitor in the zone for a certain amount of time, you get points. If you do the whole workout, you get points. If you do half the workout, you get a certain amount of points. If you do it with a heart rate monitor, you get points. If you do it... And if, you do it, it if you do it out, you get buried. You, no, there's nothing... Oh, and that's get Pat. Buried. Pat got buried hard. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't get buried, Zero percent in the zone. I know. <laughs> I know, because if I could post my heart rate monitor results, they were, they were much higher. I just don't have a Bluetooth one. Um... But what's cool about that is they don't just build up toward nothing. They're actually going to build up towards merchandise and things you can redeem them for. So all of those points will be towards something. And it has all the old DVD workouts you already love and new versions, 2.0s, that are much more complex. And you have it all on demand. And they have kids' DDP yoga, which is a, I guess, is a, you know, it's going to be an awesome thing for people who have. It literally a ain't your mama's yoga. No. No, so kids. and then eventually um, recipes and all those things as well, cooking shows. So right now, bare bones, live workouts, access to the workouts anytime you want. You get um, you can customize your own schedule 
and it'll hold you accountable to it. It's really, really cool for something that just came out and really hasn't had any updates yet. Is so, there a lot of Stevie in there? There, yeah. Well, it's it's funny. I did um, Strength Builder 2.0 before the show tonight, and uh, the modifying position. I'm used to hearing different names because I know who's on the first disc. He goes, in our modifying position, we got Stevie Richards, who tries to wear his uh, was the House of Hardcore belt during the workout. <laughs> is there an Applebee's portion? There's not an Applebee's portion yet. There may be an Applebee's edition. Uh, I prefer PDD Goya. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. <laughs> I prefer Sounds the cool. Yoga later app. That's awesome. All right, guys. So you heard what the Patrick here has said. Check out that there DDP Yoga app. Oh, yes, yeah. welcome to our uh, app podcast where we talk about we get- apps. We could talk about stuff that happens on the WWE app, but fortunately they've actually stopped that crap. Now they just shill the network for as much as they want. Uh, you could be stupid and buy it on pay-per-view, or you could buy it for nine ninety nine and get all the things. <laughs> you're not you're borderline retarded if you buy it on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> you are borderline Riri. Like you probably should have uh, you know some kind of you probably should acuity test. Should. That should be a quote for the WWE Network. Dan Peck, you're borderline retarded if you buy it can, on pay-per-view. Can somebody out there make a WWE Network meme with that <laughs> quote from Dan Peck from the Club Cafe podcast? Right, like two oh, no. serious quotes and then Dan's quote. <laughs> yeah, Pat and I will give you two serious quotes to work with and then... You can just put Dan's quote, well, and then I'm we'll sure you can find like. Oh, and then make sure that goes over the entire internet, so I become a monster to 90% of all humans. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna post it the next time WWE's Facebook page posts something. I'm gonna post that picture immediately as a comment response, <laughs> so it's the top thing and everybody sees it. Do you think you get scrolling on on Raw on the Twitter feed? Well, they've gotten remark scrolling before, so why the hell not? All right, Club Kayfabe listeners, you have your homework. We are going to make this quote trend. Dan is about to become more famous than he ever wanted. Oh, God. Hey, Pat and I have already been heels on this show. It's your turn, damn it. I don't know if I'll, I won't be heel on the show. I'll just be heel to the rest of the world. Dan was famous. Uh, oh, he's a real life heel, just like me. He said the R. He made the drop the R bomb. All right, so unfortunately, we do have to talk about wrestling stuff that happens. Oh, this is a wrestling podcast? Why didn't Eugene use the R-bomb as a finish? (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) He teamed up with Matt Bloom as the R-train. Oh, God. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I have to say it, don't I? Yes, you do. I think D'Lo used the R-bomb on draws. Oh, and we are out of here. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We are canceled. Thank you, Stitcher. Thank you, Giant Media Ball. But we are done. But we're done. We're so done. Blue Yeti's taking back my microphone. We're done. We are JT done. Good Lord. All right. Let's try talking about some less offensive things. So how about Seamus' best promo, like, in ever? Ever. So, now, I, I 
don't understand with such a lackluster Raw last week, why was Sheamus's celebration as being the new champion this week? I don't know. Strange, right? Maybe they realized how much last week sucked, so they're like, "We really need to try this again. Let's just do a reboot." But not only bring in the new day. Yeah, not only did New Day talk him up, but they fused DBZ style, which is a reference I actually got. Um, I knew you would get that reference. (laughs) And then Sheamus came out in a suit, looking dapper, and no, with his hair slicked back. Yeah, with his hair, his really funny with that shaved mohawk, slicked back hawk. Yeah. And, uh, was he in a pink Cadillac? Was he coming into your town in a pink Cadillac? He was not. Oh, so he's not a honky tonk man? No, he was not. Uh, but is he still cool, cocky, and bad? Well, two out of three? Yeah, and that ain't bad. Um, so, when Seamus got in the ring, he actually cut a very emotional promo, which is unlike Seamus. Like, he, he actually had, he had character behind him. Which is what he's been lacking for so long. I guess you had to give him the title for that to come out, but yeah, they already given the title like three other times and still didn't. But, come out. but there's but there's one thing about his promo that didn't catch on. Pat, what part was that? Seamus five fifteen fella says I just kicked your arse. Yeah, they tried so hard to make that work. Oh, they're still trying. Stop trying to make five fifteen work. It's not going to happen. They're still trying. <laughs> it's it's the fetch of 2015. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, just eh. Yeah, but, but fetch but is actually of... kind of a cool thing to do. That, that makes sense. Yes, because that's a reference to a movie that's actually fun to watch. This is a reference to Seamus. However, we also got the formation of a new stable called the League of Nations. As Alberto Del Rio just randomly drops his entire Mex-America storyline, which I was not (laughs) complaining about, by the way, to team up with Barrett, Sheamus, and Rusev. Uh, Kevin Owens was supposed to be part of this, but was not at Raw because he got sick on the European tour, just like everybody else. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was supposed to be part of this. <laughs> yeah, they want him to be part of it, Maybe too. Maybe he will be later. <laughs> yeah. And New Day was just the one-night deal, but that's okay because it was still awesome. You know it would be better if he wasn't? I think Kevin Owens on his own is so much better. Don't put him in a stable. But uh, Roman Reigns now has a stable because him, Ambrose, and the Usas are now called The Family. Ooh, ah, family. And Dean Ambrose is like... which one of them is not related. Yeah, Dean Ambrose is the adopted brother. Uh, You know, he's that white guy that you're cool AF with. The family, not to be confused with La Familia. Alright, so here's something else that happened on Raw. We got a hardcore return. That's right, guys. Lana's back. Oh, yeah. And her accent slipped... And somebody on Twitter was like, ah, I heard your accent slipped. And she responded, she's like, well, thank you. I've been working on getting an American accent. I have been here for a while. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's actually Say pretty that good. to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who makes less sense now. Uh, have you seen and he's that? been yes. here for like 40 years. It makes that, no sense at all. Have you seen that mobile commercial, like that mobile game, where it's like, build your army and attack? Yes. yes I you know, it's just General Arnold. Yes. Oh well, we I don't like our- his voice. We can fix it. <laughs> uh, I, I just love Arnold's yes chant. That's still my favorite yes. thing ever. Yes, yes, yes. Because it was the, it was the creepiest thing ever. 
Um, speaking of Roman Reigns and the League of Nations, Pat, something happened on SmackDown you want to address. Oh, okay. So, on Raw, we got that good build-up to not-so-good outcome. Well, welcome to SmackDown, where we do same thing. Um, <laughs> we have the League of Nations and the New Day on the ramp, and the New Day, or, or the family, is in the ring, and New Day say, well, if the Oozles and Dean Ambrose can beat us in a six-man tag team match, then Roman Reigns will have help against the League of Nations in their entirety later. So what happens? The Usos and Dean Ambrose actually lose because one of them gets lost in the woods! Xavier Woods gets the pinfall. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, of course... Usually he takes the pinfall. (laughs) Of course, Jerry Lawler, what a move, what a kick! Of course. Um, who was you know why Xavier won? Because he kept it tight. He did. It, it <laughs> you know, I, that's one thing I don't good. miss about the fact that I don't watch SmackDown, is I don't have to hear Jerry Lawler commentary. He only pops up once a month for me now. It's great. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Um, yes! So, yes. so for the main event of the show, Roman Reigns takes on the League of Nations... One on four, LOL, must tag in. And uh, so during this match, Roman Reigns gets beat up. But what happens? Everybody goes to the outside to try to beat up Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns gets them all down long enough, four people, top stars, down long enough that he could roll back into the ring and win by countouts. Oh, that's so bad. Come on. I hate this booking that they've been doing for ten years now. You know, Austin... Got his ass beat on Raw almost every week. He had, like, one good thing happen, and then he would win at the pay-per-view. Even Hogan got his ass beat all the time, but then he won at the title match. Right. Like... Ric Flair? But no, but since John Cena, ten years ago, it's the babyface is almost always ahead of the heels, and then they still win at the pay-per-view. Ugh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's he great. finally gets it. Uh. It really sets up a sense of suspense. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's okay, because I got some news about the old Jehan Sen. His, uh, his show is actually going to be running longer than TLC, so he's not just going to make a miraculous comeback at the pay-per-view. So everybody, just take a deep breath. You're not just remember when the rumor was it's going to actually take less time? Somehow. Yeah, because yeah, they were going to try to rush him back because of all the stuff that's been happening. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let's talk about Total Nature. I know Dan wanted to address that. Oh, Charlotte. Man. Charlotte's total nature. Yes, because that's the only way to get her over is to bring out Flair all of a sudden. However, I'll say this. Becky Lynch got super over this week. They finally did something different with her because she's going to be the baby face and Charlotte's teasing a heel turn. Right. Oh, my leg. Oh, my leg. Oh, my leg. I can't stand up. Rick, I don't know what's wrong with her. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) And Paige told the truth. Tough break. That's what happens. A heel who tells the truth. All right. Now we can talk about my favorite All thing great liars happened. tell the truth. Yeah. All right. So my favorite oh, thing that happened this Gotham. week. <laughs> oh, neither so, do I anymore. <laughs> so now we're getting uh, we're getting Wyatt's versus Dudley's, and that's going to be awesome. 
but the Dudleys have help. And the music starts playing. I go, okay, it's going to be Spike's return. That's actually a pretty big pop for Spike Dudley. And then it cuts, and I see Dreamer. I'm like, oh, that's even better. I'm not quite the man in the box. Wow, wow. It was it was a convincing cover. It was a very convincing cover. But it was really cool to have Tommy Dreamer come back, especially since he's supposedly producing for TNA. I always find it weird, though, that somebody comes back like that and has brand new music that's similar to the old... Because, like, he always had the man in the box with no lyrics WWE music. Yeah, because they're weird that they debut with brand new music like that. Well, that probably means he'll be around for a little bit. And you and I think I mentioned this in the Raw thread, but I was hoping that because they keep saying Rob Van Dam will be back when they find something for him. Well, make him the fourth guy and do a full on Wyatt's versus. Oh God, man! EV three point oh. I guess you guys never knew it's Rob Van Dudley. And Tommy Dudley. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> We're all Dudleys, man. That would be the best. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, like, Survivor Series was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just like uh, I don't understand the Wyatt family. Their last names are different. Whoa! Not- these glasses have no lenses. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He wouldn't notice that. First, he would notice that he still sees the same. <laughs> didn't change my vision. I thought it was supposed to make me either look at me and look better I was better trying or to worse. dive onto the guy in the third row, and I still dove onto the guy in the third row. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about – let's segue that into NXT. And first we'll talk about the guy in the glasses as <laughs> da, 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 no. 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 Music stops. <laughs> as Adam Rose cuts off his own music. And it's great. It's no longer party time. And he faces James Storm. And James Storm has a message for Adam Rose. Sorry about your damn gimmick. Adam Rose loses the match. Uh, Blue Pants came back this week after they had pretty much made a big deal about never booking her again. Also with new music. Yes, which makes me think they might actually do something more with her, but they just fed her to Nijax. However, Nijax is getting over as the next opponent for Bailey. Has, has any news come about as to how that happened? Because last I had heard, they were so pissed off, they're like, we're never bringing you back in again. Yeah, they said that about how many people? Maybe William Shatner will do a well, piece no, of audio. Management weren't pissed at her. <laughs> the workers were pissed some, at her. Some loser girl workers were... This week, Blue Pants. Blue Pants comes back to the Tiger oh. Center. <laughs> She's not like most girls. She doesn't go to the training center, and that's why they hate her. Because <laughs> yeah. she's an outside hire. <laughs> yeah. And she gets to sell her own merch and make her own money. So, uh, Jordan Gable, coming out to a huge pop, defeat the Vaude Villains, extend their hands as a gesture of gentlemanliness. And they get stiffed. Oh. And, so are the Vaude villains villains again? Oh, after all, they are Vaude villains. Yes. Um, Jersey Girl has another name. Now she's Liv Morgan. She jobs to Emma, who is one of my favorite things going in NXT right now. And then... Because she shows ass. And then Asuka tells her, see you in London. She's got a whole dance routine to that new music now. 
Yeah, she does. She don't need the bubbles. I also like how when she goes she's showing us the bubbles. Yeah, she shows us the bubble. She's got bubbles. And then, of course, your main event was awesome. <laughs> I, I want to see that happen on Breaking Ground. I want to see A-Train just talking, like, so seriously to someone who's trying to, like, hit but some But then bumps. he sees Emma yeah. is working out in the <laughs> ring next to him. He starts reaching, trying to grab bubbles. Oh, bubbles, bubbles, this is bubbles. <laughs> you, have you heard? They're going to do a live-action Finding Nemo, and that's Matt Bloom's character. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Tommaso Ciampa's back. And he loses to Samo uh, Joe. Super Are you going to talk about Dun Dun? Why? We were talking about the good stuff. Because Ty Dillinger was on and he was more over than Dun Dun. <laughs> yeah, but he jobbed it like a minute and a half. That wasn't cool. His gimmick is super over, too. He's a perfect 10, and why have I only seen him win one match ever? <laughs> Uh, it's it's going to be sad that his, like, legacy is that uh, he was the guy that Jason Jordan teamed with before finding Chad Gable and getting super over. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Jason Jordan, um, if you watch Breaking Ground, you can actually see part of his story. And now I really, really want him and Gable to succeed. This week's Breaking Ground was awesome. It focused on Nia Jax, so we got to learn a little bit more about her. And it focused more on Cal Bishop. And the ending is phenomenal. Have you guys seen it? I didn't finish the episode yet. Okay. I, I will spoil the ending a little Go bit ahead. for you, but it's... All right, so that Canyon Keeman guy or whatever shows oh, up. Oh, Canyon Seaman? <laughs> yes. Is, is that his name? Is it actually Seaman? It sure looks like it. I think it's... Yeah, I think it is. It's Canyon Seaman, if I remember the first episode correctly. All right, so CC shows yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use that name. No shoot, no no shoot names. <laughs> yeah, that is a shoot name. That's an ooh ah name if I ever heard one. Ugh. So, uh, <laughs> so breaking ground ends with him calling uh, Apollo Cruz, Nia Jax, Jason Jordan, and Cal Bishop into his office one on one, like one at a time. So he sits down with Apollo, and uh, Matt Bloom's in there. He's like, "Listen, we're uh, giving you a race." You've been working your ass off. You deserve it. And he's super happy. They sit down with Nia Jax. They're like, hey, look, you're uh, you're working really hard. We're going to give you a raise. She's super happy. They sit down with Jason Jordan. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you a raise. And then they sit down with Cal Bishop. He goes, I'm going to cut to the chase. We're letting you go. Oh, <laughs> And it ends with Cal Bishop's like, what? And it just cuts to, to next, next week's week. episode. Oh, my God. I started laughing. Like, I knew it was going to happen, but Cal I'm Bishop like, that's has no such idea a, what's about to happen. That was such a dick way to, to, to edit it the together. The door is going to hit him in the ass. <laughs> and now, Noof is Aaliyah. Baby she's gonna, Aaliyah. Make she's going to bring out her, uh, she's going to bring out her Middle Eastern origins, which of course made <laughs> oh, me horrible ideas. Oh, is she, yeah. she going to... F- is she gonna fly in a plane with her entire wardrobe and make it crash and die? And oh, we are done. Wow, we well. are done. I hope you guys got a good lull after that. We are so. <sighs> no, Dan, she's gonna crash into a monument if she's flying a plane. Obviously. <laughs> oh no! Now you made it a terrorist thing. <laughs> now you made it worse. <laughs> but I'm gonna get more heat for that. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. 
All next right. week on Breaking Ground. <laughs> yes, next, week on, next week on Breaking Something. I give that joke a 9 out of 11. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to just get you not to be the most hated person on the show. Oy. Whatever, Pat. You know the show's unlistenable without you. <laughs> No offense, though. <laughs> no, no, none taken. Alright, so here's some newsy-type things that are happening this week. There is a new reality show that Dana White is hosting. It's called Looking for a Fight, and the winner is going to face CM Punk in his debut match. So that's one way to pick an opponent for CM Punk. Wow, they're really banking on Punk then, huh? I guess so. Uh Sammy Callahan, also known as Solomon Crow, returned to 2CW and won their title. Bittersweet, of In, course, like, one of their last two yeah, shows. Because 2CW is on its way out the door, so. Uh, speaking of people who are retiring, Kurt Angle has officially announced his retirement from TNA. <laughs> and that's, that's why everybody is loving yes, this story. Everything says TNA. Yep, it does not say anything about wrestling. He's retiring from TNA. All right. Uh, Brad Maddox can now be booked as Mad Maddox, but maybe not for long because he's being sued for this. It's like when Hulk Hogan switched the H's in Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm no longer Hulk Hogan, brother. Now I'm Hulk Hogan. Well, damn. Oh, poor, poor Brad Maddox. Let the guy, let him earn some money. I mean, I, come on, come on. And it's, it, I feel like it's a guy they didn't want to fire. Well, they made an excuse to fire. That's probably going to be back eventually one day anyway. Well, it's yeah, a they, guy that they like refused to let wrestle also as well. Well, Can they you imagine go, being someone to bust your ass as a wrestler? Brian Danielson like, worked indies during his termination wearing neckties and making references to it. They didn't sue him. Yeah. We'll bring you back uh, with a with an action figure. Yeah, that's just exactly what they did. Uh, Pat Patterson convinced him. No, he did a bad thing. Oh, come on. Just three hires him. All right. <laughs> so they did. So, if any of you guys are wondering what Brock Lesnar's up to, he is officially being advertised for the Royal Rumble. And, of course, now people are speculating maybe he'll be in the Royal Rumble. Brock's in the Royal Rumble. Do you want to see him win it? Oh, or no. Win- <laughs> it's going to be Brock Roman 2. <laughs> and then this time, it's going to be the opposite, where Brock Lesnar's getting his ass kicked the whole match. This time, it's really, really personal. And this time there's no money in the bank to cash in. Once in a lifetime, LOL. Undertaker comes back and kicks him in the balls. (laughs) Yeah, we're not done yet. (laughs) I don't know if I want Brock Lesnar to win, but I want him to suplex some fuckers over the top rope. Wait, if if Taker attacks Lesnar at the Rumble, does that mean that they'll get their rematch at Fastlane Vroom Vroom Vroom? Well, I was talking about the WrestleMania match, but it's even funnier in the Rumble. Yeah, the lights go out for number 30, here comes Taker, and he just kicks Lesnar in the balls and eliminates he kicks him. Lesnar, yeah, the ball's so hard, he flies over the top rope. But first, Brock lifted, lifted one of the corners up over his head, and everyone tumbled up the opposite side. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> 
Brock just Brock just gets in the ring. There's like ten people in there. He just scoops them all up and dumps them. Breaks the ring with Big Show and just or he just does his entrance. <laughs> oh yeah, his pyro will still be on the turnbuckles. Just scare everybody out of the ring. Everyone freaks out and eliminates themselves. <laughs> Didn't that happen in a battle row one year? Somebody got scared over the top rope. Oh man, I I know that's happened. I just can't think of who it was. It had yeah. to have happened. It's something I watched recently. Like it, it was something old school on the network that I was actually watching, or it happened just a few years ago. Uh, the only Rumble moment that's really funny that's coming to mind right now is Shannon Moore trying to keep Matt Hardy in the Rumble. That was a great moment. I like Paul London's 360 bump that he took. From Siski of all people. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, there's get the Lesnar speculation going now. So, <laughs> Taker will return at Fastlane Vroom 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 as the Biker Taker. It is confirmed. <laughs> Glenn, it's confirmed. <laughs> I couldn't beat you as the dead man, but I can beat you as the biker. Keep rolling, rolling, roll. Being accompanied to the ring by Fred Durst. <laughs> WWE's favorite band. Oh my god! All right, uh, but not Limp Bizkit's of... favorite wrestling organization. Nope. All right. Speaking of that guy, Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens has stated he really wants a match with Brock, and his dream match for WrestleMania is the Undertaker. It's because he sets his sights high, and. Now, uh... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't a Taker-Owens match be way better than a Taker-Cena match? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, but it would still help Undertaker. Undertaker has never wrestled the number one guy in the company at WrestleMania. Except for those times when he was the number one guy? Well, you can't wrestle yourself at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. John Cena's not even. I don't know. Would you would you say Undertaker was ever the number one guy? Uh, I guess not. No. Just by duration. Because like he wrestled Shawn twice, but not when Shawn was number one. He's wrestled uh, Triple H three times. None of them while Triple H was number one. Yes, because uh, hey, debatable. Because Trips was a rat. I was because Cena was a rat every time. Anything Shawn can do, I can do better. Wasn't that the whole basis of that feud? Yeah. I can do anything better than Sean, but I need Sean. <laughs> yes, but I need Sean. And he's still lost. <laughs> to get this over. <laughs> I need Sean to get it over. I can do anything better than you. Will you play like, this it, I just find that's weird, right? He could have. He could have wrestled the number one guy at 29, but the powers that be didn't want him to be number one. I don't you know. I don't know if they... I mean, I guess... You know, he and John Cena had good matches before when he was the biker. That's why he's coming back as him. Um, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, they really did. They really did. At that one Vengeance pay-per-view, I remember they had an excellent match. And I know, like, whenever I bring it up, someone's like, uh, he wrestled Edge. And I'm like, uh, Edge is not named John Cena. Yeah, Edge was not the number one guy. Uh, that was the best part of the brand split. There was two number one guys. No, there wasn't. There was still a number one guy. And his name. And his name was... Roy Harper! Do, 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 do. Oh, Mary 
Kuru! Do, 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 do. <laughs> that goes All out right. to you, Chev. Aw. That's not All a spoiler right. for him. He's past there. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's like two seasons past there, like the rest of us are. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't know the arrow dies. Uh-oh. Oh. In Central City during that <laughs> Flash crossover. Ooh, yeah, Vandal Savage. Yes, I'm back. Yes, I am. Oh, God. He even looks like him. <laughs> he does, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm going to end the world with the Staff of Horrors. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, I, I hope to kill some bitches. I hope he's not. <laughs> I hope he's not muted right now. <laughs> Need a little excitement. And anyway. to a priestess. <laughs> All right. So here's some interesting news. The gloves, they do nothing. You guys know how Mick Foley is giving up on WWE altogether? Oh, like, like, like a genius. Yes, they have a DVD coming out with him. <laughs> yes. Well, Dewey Foley has just been hired as a creative writer. Just in time. Yeah. I hate the creative team, you guys. Well, now my son's on it. Maybe it'll get better. And his daughter is going to be hired as an interviewer. That's what they're looking at. Good, because she is hot AF. Who is she dating again? Oh, I don't know. Dan Isn't she she dating like some random random Mark or something? Mark Lesnar? Yeah, me. (laughs) No, not that. Yes, Yes, Daniel, you wish. I believe her Facebook says, in a relationship with Dan Peck, and it's complicated. Oh, well, that makes sense. It's complicated because I think I really want to date your dad. <laughs> it's com- it's complicated because she doesn't even know she's in the relationship. <laughs> All right. So anybody here a fan of Renee Young? No. <laughs> who are you well, talking to? <laughs> yes. Well. Know who you're talking to? She just interviewed the cast of Star Wars The Force Awakens for a future unfiltered episode. And her upcoming one this week is going to be with Sasha Banks. So, everybody watch that. Everybody, I know I'll be watching everybody. it. I'll be watching, oh. the, I'll be watching the Sasha Banks one. Oh, yes, I'll be watching. And finally, we get to the bad news of the week. The career of one Randall Orton may actually be over... As while he's out for shoulder surgery, he's going to be undergoing serious neck surgery, similar to the surgeries that ended the careers of Steve Austin and Edge. Now, regardless of what your opinion of Randy Orton is, this is never good to hear. No, sir. I don't like him. <laughs> yes. But it's still very unfortunate yeah. to hear. Like, But I, I do want to say this, and I mentioned this in the group. I've really felt like for the past couple of years, especially other than their forced storyline where he was the man, they all his feuds always felt like they were just, all right, I don't know what to do with you. Draw a name out of a hat. Hey, that guy doesn't have anything to do. Let's just have him feud with Randy. Right. You're important to us, so we need to find someone for you to feud with. Until we give you the title again for no, for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, we don't have anybody to feud for the title? Uh, Randy Orton. Oh, when he's babyface, he's completely oh. directionless. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it's been a while. I mean, it's been, like, what, 13 years since Austin's surgery and, like, seven since Edge's? I, I bet you 
that surgery is probably way better and way safer now. Yeah. Remember That's Angle the- was the first one to have the uh, the mm-hmm. other version? I don't know if he... Is he doing the same one, or is he doing... I don't know, actually. Hmm. Still, but, though. But it's yeah, still unfortunate. Orton has had great matches in these feuds, but he's had no character. I think that's that's the story of his entire career, basically. I mean, he had an awesome feud with Rollins, um, and then he was face going into face Punk at WrestleMania 17, which or 27, I mean, which I think kind of... I think that was one of the matches that stole the show, because the main event certainly didn't. But, um, yeah, Randy Orton, always in line for a good match. And then he, didn't he face Kane at, like, 28, and they had a really good match? Yep, I was there. Yeah, so... And, and the shocking part of that was that he didn't win. Kane right, won it. Right, I was yeah. just like, oh, this is going to be dumb. This is going to be an obvious, easy victory for Randy. I'm like, oh, that actually went the way I wanted it to. So, anyway, yeah, good matches. Um, sadly, never really someone worth investing time in because his character was boring. Well, that was the problem. He never reinvented himself. And when he did reinvent himself, it was... <laughs> what do you mean? In my veins! <laughs> <laughs> but every, everybody is talking about their favorite Randy Orton gimmick ever, which was RNN News. That was a really good gimmick. Yeah, he was injured and couldn't wrestle, <laughs> so just uh, his best gimmick was one where he couldn't do anything. That's that's great, of course. Well, <laughs> the time he couldn't have really good wrestling matches. <laughs> well, like we said, unfortunate. We hope everything works out for him. I can't walk and chew gum at the same. <laughs> There's a lot of things he couldn't do at the same time. Line. Hello. Uh, you, you want the match. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the dumbest time to forget your line. Anything um, else other than, I want to fight. I want a match. <laughs> you could have Oh, said, wait, I want a title match, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I... You know, that's funny that I'm scripted that way, because I do also want a title match. <laughs> well, doesn't this just work out? Let's hey. have the fans cheer us on as as they do the wave, and they cheer Big Show over us, and they shit all over us, and cheer the commentators. It's great. Cheer, cheer all the things. Cheer the commentators, and the commentators are terrible. <laughs> JBL loves when he gets the JBL chance, though, because he, like, stands up and waves his hat to everybody. Funny story. Um, the arena, of course, as you saw, was doing the wave. <laughs> and we were all doing the wave, except for the person who was sitting next to me with his arms folded. <laughs> so there Why, was... Was he, was he mad that they were disrespecting the match? Yes. <laughs> he, no, he, I think he was mad that everyone was having fun. I think that's what it came down to. But they cheered for Michael Cole, which should have been his favorite thing ever. That was his favorite thing ever, but then they started doing the wave, and then he was out. He was out again. And then don't don't get me started on Fandangoing. Oh, we've, we've told that story before, where your brother kept turning the music up. It was good. It was good times. Ugh. Well, we'll have more about him right after the break. 
Hell, son, this is Stone Fold Steve Austin from the Club K Fade Podcast, and I'm here today to talk about GiantMediaBall.com. That's right, GiantMediaBall.com. It's like a giant ball media with all them damn fleas around, son, especially when you're washing your clothes and you got damn fleas all over. You can listen to We Talk Games, Hit Start Now, Mass Move Aside, Wiggly's Book Club, what? I said, Wiggly's Dang Book Club, son, Talking Talkies, The Cannon Cannon, and so much more. We even got Ouch on there. Hell, son, I don't even remember who Ouch is. But We Talk Games, hell, I listen to this while I do all my damn laundry and fold my damn sheets. And that's the laundry line, cause Stonefold said so. It's Vandal Savage, and we're back on the Club Cafe podcast, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so as you guys know, the Batman vs. Superman trailer was released. And he has already decided that this is the best-looking movie of all time. <laughs> with the, with one be- exception. With one glaring exception. And he is just so angry... About the fact that Jesse Eisenberg is playing Lex Luthor. Like, really angry about this. He just he just can't take it for some reason. And I don't really understand where the hatred's coming from because as soon as I saw it, I was like, this actually isn't that bad. It's actually really good. It's the opposite of bad. Alright, well, fortunately he's provided us with a quote. Hopefully the final scene in the movie is Jesse Eisenberg in his office ranting about killing Superman while cracking terrible jokes. Then Michael Rosenbaum walks into the room, shoots him in the face, throws his body to the floor and says, get out of my chair. I'd so mark out for that. So, so Dan, do you know what uh, he's going to say as soon as Jesse Eisenberg comes on the screen? I actually do know, but I think I think you should tell the people. Oh, well, he's going to say, Somebody save me! He doesn't care how you do it. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know and didn't get the reference, hold up, back up, Michael Rosenbaum played Lex Luthor on seasons one through seven of Smallville and then came back even though he was supposedly dead and it was terrible. The end. No, it was the best show ever. It was good for a long time, till like season six or and so. And you owed it to that show to watch the finale. Yeah, I owed it to watch um, Clark Kent, who dressed like the Punisher for like a season. I was like, okay, check please, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I was out I'm after out. season one, so. <laughs> Man, but, uh, Jonathan Kent didn't even die yet and you were out? But uh, we're, we're watching this. One, I started season two and I was like, nah. But uh, my wife and I were watching The Simpsons the other day, and they are showing the one where Comic Book Guy has the heart attack, and Bar- Barton Milhouse take over his store, and they're just showing him being just so overly sarcastic and just generally unpleasant, and she just goes, you know, whenever you describe that kid, this is who I think of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is Antonio older than her? <laughs> um, they're roughly the same age. I don't actually I know like how old he is. Older than her. 
That, Someone uh, cut him in half and count the rings. <laughs> that that has been the the character reference forever. I mean, <laughs> there's no reason why anyone shouldn't think that. <laughs> well, some people think that's an insult to comic book guy. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know. I don't. He owns the- his own business, which is obviously successful because it's been around for over twenty years. <laughs> I don't remember so. if this story is entirely true or not, and I think, I think somehow he was complaining the game was glitched because I got him to play the Simpsons game that came out on 360, I think it was 360 and PS. Yeah, yeah, three. Um, which is PS3. the second best Simpsons game ever. Yes, and uh, <laughs> the easiest achievement ever is you you just press start and you get easiest achievement ever. And I think there was some error where he didn't get it. It was so funny. That's fantastic. I'm that, pretty sure that's a real thing. I can't uh, verify that right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you also can't really verify because you'd have to talk to him. Yeah, and, and also, and you are blocked. Uh, uh, it was it was really tough to load in that first disc. Oh my god, that disc story is so great. I wonder if I can look him up on the Xbox stuff. What? Uh oh. Oh, wait, it's my segment now, isn't it? So I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> it is your segment. <laughs> Which now you're just going to look at people's Xbox profiles and tell us what achievements they have. Welcome to Xbox Achievements, where Miskatonic Wolf recently <laughs> unlocked a 30-point achievement uh, from uh, Fallout 4. Oh, here's a new one. The Omni Gamer. That is, uh, is, is that Eddie? Is that Eddie Whitaker? <laughs> I think so. You got a destiny achievement for 40 points. All right. Uh, Facebook comments where, you know, WWE has an officially verified... By the way, if you want to hear Facebook. more Xbox 360 achievement scores, let us know, because then we'll make that an ongoing segment. Why would we? But let us know. <laughs> It'll oh, be Nathan funny for Patton like two recently weeks. recently got a 15-point achievement in Rainbow Six Siege. It would be fun for like two weeks. Anyway, so WWE has an officially verified Facebook page officially. Nice. Quick er stop, officially. And people, like, comment on stuff like a bunch of dum-dums because it's the internet and, like, everyone's dum-dum. Oh, which, by the way, right now, CJ is playing my career mode in 2K16. Oh, cool. So this week we re- we found out that it was Victor's birthday this past week. You know Victor of the Ascension, he will rise. You know what's sad? Out of context, I had no idea who you were talking about for like five seconds. Yeah, you said Victor, and I'm like, um, Victor uh, Crumb. I couldn't uh, come up with. Um, um, why did you just turn Australian there, Pat? Um, uh. Victor of the Ascension! Uh, this, can't, this can't possibly end well, so... Oh, okay, please tell me, because otherwise I have a terrible joke. I know, we got comments. Okay. This is in quotes. Happy birthday! Now get back in the hole we buried your careers in! From the oh, team. come on! Did it say how old he was? No, it didn't. Oh, we need that many He's guys. older than you think, though. <laughs> Wait, however many yas. All the yas? All the yas. Victor. Victor. 
Damien Sandow should return to Royal Rumble. Happy yes. birthday. <laughs> Some other guy yep. should return. Happy birthday. <laughs> Victor, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Victor. I just watched that one the other day. First kiss from a boy. (laughs) 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 Um, Are they some PG era ripoff of Animal and Heidenreich? Wow, you are so off. (laughs) Oh, Uh, I wrote that. Oh, if anybody was curious, Victor is 35. Oh, okay. So he 30, rose to the age of 35. Victor, we will not be giving you 35 yas on the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, al- he's also Canadian, and his real name is Eric Thompson. Yep. He's like the last official graduate of the Heart Dungeon. Officially. He's been wrestling like since 1999. Wow. Yeah, he's way older than you expect. All right. <clears throat> Next comment. Thank X. Love so much lotto in billionaires. What? Yes. What? Just go with it. <laughs> okay. And our last comment. No. <laughs> no birthday for you. No birthday. Oh, wow. That it's might have been my favorite comment. No. Victor, it's your birthday. No. no. <laughs> do, do, Was that... Do, do. Yeah, did Bobby Lashley write that comment? <laughs> Victor, it's your birthday. No, it's not a bitch. Victor, I got you burgers. Eat the burgers, Victor. Eat them. <laughs> Eat all the double cheeseburgers. It was like his third match, and that was the first time we heard him talk, and I was like, I already hate this character. I hate this character. Like, it was it was funny, but I just hated the character. Right, he, he debuted, and uh, we were like, oh, wow, he's there was having like good a, matches. Was, there was a SmackDown brand pay-per-view, like, three weeks after he debuted. So, of course, he's going to have a match, because it was they were struggling to fill cards back then. But it's crazy. He was actually he was putting on good matches before they decided to make him into like a high profile star. I guess that means he just wasn't ready for it. But that's what I feel like. By the way, I still don't care about him. Did you see the videos that he's doing with the boogeyman stalking him? They're pretty funny. No, but that's amazing. And I now need to watch those. Well, all right, guys, saddle up. I am looking at Aquaman 6686. Oh, no. Achievements. Oh, uh, watch. Uh, I'm going to be a liar, and he hasn't even played the Simpsons game. But I swear I remember something along those lines happening. <laughs> nope, he hasn't. He has zero achievements. <laughs> Unless he did and didn't get that achievement. Yeah, that's what it was. Because I told him, all you have to do is press start, you get this easy achievement, and you don't have to play the game if you don't want to. He said, that sounds great, and then it, then it didn't work for him. And he's like, it's bullshit, I'm not even going to play the game. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the second best Simpsons game ever. He has zero achievements in it. But he loves the Simpsons arcade game while hating the Simpsons. Why are they fighting bagels? (laughs) Why are we fighting bagels? Um, Those are donuts. Know a little bit about Americana. Just a little bit. 
got half the games I've played, he hasn't played. All right. Well, let's saddle up, guys, because it's time for an overnight stay. It is time to play a little points or... Buried. Or... Folded. Or... Frozen! I always usually forget it's supposed to be... Oh, speared. (laughs) He just interrupted Arnold. Arnold, you talked to for too long. That was Goldberg's time. Yeah, it's my time. I speared your words out of the way. <laughs> or? Oh, happy Hanukkah, by the way. Oh, yes. It's happy Hanukkah. For tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Don Wested. Motor City Machine Gun Menorahs. Oh. Is he swimming in Hanukkah socks? Because that's what I got as my first Cards Against Humanity gift. I'm swimming in Hanukkah socks and spinning wooden dreidels. Oh, God. Play, but would. Yeah, he's Don Jewish West. Just this week. Ah, oh, Motor City Machine Gun Menorah. <laughs> or that other. Some yarmulkes. Prince yeah, Justice the- Brotherhood yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. we have some Prince Justice Brotherhood yarmulkes in the brown bag Kwanzaa special. Wow. No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and then there's that guy over there. Oh, he's sleeping. Yeah. Be. All right. So, uh, Alan Craig inspired me to come up with this week's game after I told after I told the story about Rikishi checking into the hotel. And, you know, I work at the front desk of a hotel that does a lot of wrestling events. A lot of them stay there. Carlito, Matt Cross, also known as Son of Havoc. I talked to Bill after today, Lex Luger, Nikita Koloff. So, and that's all been, you know, in the few did, weeks did, I've been at the front Did Nikita's desk. balls fall out? <laughs> I didn't ask or look, but uh, was um, was Lex traveling with a carry-on suitcase? No, Lex was the carry-on because he's in a wheelchair now. But he's oh, very he's nice. in a wheelchair now. Did D'Lo R bomb him too? Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, is that just gonna be this week's title? Put a picture of Eugene. <laughs> it very well could be. Uh, all right, so. I wanted to come up with any type of a hotel pun that you could think of. You could title the hotel and make it wrestling themed. You could come up with an amenity for the hotel. Something related to a pro wrestling themed hotel. And you guys, well, you delivered. A couple of lengthy entries here. Most of them. But uh, sometimes those work out. So, are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Our first entry here is going to be a a brand new hotel chain title. Motel Six Pac will leave the light on China. Oh, God. That's good. Points. Dan Dahl, points. All right. The next one's an ad. Racist Vince loves to stay in his local hotel. While he doesn't not stay in this wing because, well, he's privileged. There is the Shelton Benjamin wing. Here you will find rooms filled with interchangeable wrestlers. The walls are lined in pictures of the few who've reached the top, although their names are all wrong. The management <laughs> felt as though one name was good enough. Just the whole Shelton Benjamin pictures. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Points. That was, see, that's a lengthy entry paying off. <laughs> points, points to Glenn Kukin. Oh, wait, hold on. I I missed the last part, but there's another wing in the hotel. It smells of gas, people screaming in weird languages, and then silence. So stay away from those. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't need that. Actually, if you had read that, I may not have given this point because that was too, too much. 
Okay. But what you read gets points. So let's okay. just let's just let's just do it that way. Alright. I, 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 <laughs> I think it would be points. even funnier if it were the hallway of Shelton Benjamin or <laughs> or someone like him. Or and they're like Shelton like Benjamin him. question mark is written on every photo. Is, it, is there actually photos of Michael Tarver? <laughs> Excellent question, Shelton. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is another simple title: Motel Figure Eight. That's all right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it points. Okay. Simsack points. All right. Next, another ad: The Hardy Hotel, where every guest gets a complimentary sock and can of spray paint. <laughs> And for one lucky guess, the Willow the Wisp himself will leave a used needle under your pillow. <laughs> Disclaimer, Jeff Hardy will watch you sleep with the eyeballs painted on his eyeballs. That's so disgustingly brilliant it gets points. Yeah, thank you. That's really good. It's almost as if he listens to the show. Matthew Anderson points. All right. <laughs> this one might be a different type of positive. We'll see. The Don West Wing Swimming Pool Plaza, complete with Motor City Machine Gun Dog Tag Water Slide. <laughs> wow. These people listen to our show. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's going to get my ultimate. <laughs> oh, his ultimate? Okay. No, no. no. Were we even allowing ultimates this week? <laughs> ultimates are not a thing this week, sir. I'm climbing the diving board anyway, but I'm giving a thumbs up. Oh, it's a positive. Oh, into the Motor City Machine Gun, Yamakas and Menorahs and the Kwanzaa Bushes. Oh, for Shelton Benjamin or someone like that. Wait, him. there's Machine Gun Yamakas now, too? What? Motor City Machine Gun Yamakas. Wow. Yarmulke. Yar what happened to the Prince Justice Brotherhood? We sold Adam in the lightning round. <laughs> the lightning round? I didn't even yeah. know we had one of those. All right, <laughs> Ellis Holmes points. Well, and so positive Don West to Ellis positive Holmes. Positive Don West ultimate. <laughs> ultimate Don West. <laughs> He's the only one who's going to be able to do his ultimate this week. You hear me, guys? All right. Uh, this is just a wing of a hotel, this one. It's uh, it's the Lex Luger wing. Oh. However, due to all the Bibles being sent to the Benoit wing, all the nightstands will have an oversized CPR chart on them, along with complimentary undersized T-shirt. <laughs> Matt Hartman points. Did they carry the luggage to your room for you? Of course. And Pat will be there to ask what's in it. <laughs> Excuse me, did Miss Elizabeth check in? Because there she is. Uh, Pat's getting heat in the hotel. Nothing else. <laughs> Dude, Pat, you have too much heat. You better go dive in the pool. <laughs> oh, no one can dive in my menorah and Kwanzaa bush filled pool. <laughs> Kwanzaa bushes and menorahs. How did he not die jumping into that? He's getting bludgeoned by menorahs and cut to shreds by bushes. Alright. This is uh this next one is Bearers Budget Inn featuring Flame and Kane's barbecue. You'll rest in peace, we guarantee it. Uh oh. You're taking too long, I'm just going to freeze it. (laughs) Yes. 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 
<laughs> Joe Mad Dog Needle, you've been frozen. Joe Mad Dog Needle. <laughs> oh yeah. no, he got married a couple weeks ago to uh, to Sophia. Now she's Sophia Mad Dog Needle. Sophia from The Walking Dead, dude. Yep. She was like five and a zombie. <laughs> Gross. All right. All right, this next one, I'm going to do a clap for it. New Days In, Feature, <laughs> featuring trombone wake-up calls, the powerlifting with positivity gym, and unicorn petting zoo for the kids. That's great. You get points. Joe Kalaya points. <laughs> Can you imagine the wake-up call, too? Oh, room through 32! Don't be sour! Don't you dare be sour. <laughs> Get up out of bed and feel the power. I did a wake-up call for Rikishi. I wasn't entirely sure he woke up, though, because he just went, yup, and then hung up the phone. I'm like, okay. You should have played, played bad, man. <laughs> did he go, <laughs> did you say, I did it for you, Rikishi? I didn't know I was calling him at first. Uh, all right. Next one. <clears throat> On the corner of Baby Girl Boulevard, take a take a right on Stay Strong Drive and check yourself directly into room 69 of the Ooh Hotel. There doesn't seem to be any room service, though. The maid, Alicia Fox, never came back from her bathroom break. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot of things. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's standing uh, up. It's happening. It's, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dunking. I'm out of here. Thumbs up. He's got no, thumbs Roman, up. no ultimates! No, oh, no ultimates! No. Ooh, ah. Ah. Oh, no. Wow. Good thing Becky Lynch threw in those goggles. They really come in handy. <laughs> uh, I wish... <laughs> come in handy. I, I'm glad we got those goggles. Holy moly. <laughs> I, I would like Becky Lynch to come in handy. Anyway, uh, good for you, Chev. You just got positive. You, you are the master of the positive ooh <laughs> So, keep it up. Yeah. Alright. This hotel has five rooms of doom. If you shut the door, <laughs> you can't see any of the occupants. And it makes wake-up calls for you to kick out of the bed at two. And it's run by John Cena! That's very good. That's very good. Points. <laughs> Adrian Cotton, points. All right. This next one is good, but I have to include how Dan piled onto it, because that, that is also oh, good. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yes. In, in, the, in the Triple H wing of Hotel Authority, you'll be buried in comfort, staring up at the stars through our unbreakable glass ceiling and enjoying the company of your room's slightly used mannequin. And then Dan responds with, the wing of wings. <laughs> All hail the wing. <laughs> On your knees, Doug. Motorhead wake up call. <laughs> we're going ahead and we're gonna wake your ass <laughs> like a, 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 a smoking gun <laughs> yes this gets points okay Alan Craig points and you should thank Dan Peck for that assist you should share them points <laughs> Wing of Wings made me laugh really hard like no I legitimately I liked Alan's entry but then I saw that and I laughed even harder 
And I'm like, I have to read this. I just have to. Uh, he holds just, the wing. The wing of wings. Did I miss? Oh, yeah. That was it. That was the start of the countdown. We only have four left. All right. The TNA Hotel opened for a limited time. Once you check in, you will like us at first, but then we will do everything we can to make your stay unenjoyable. Uh, p- pay no mind to the pubic hair and piss stains on the toilet seats either. You will most likely end up going to the hotel across the street, the big time motel. Aw. Oh, man. That gets points. That's that's pretty funny. Poor Ken Anderson. He's still stuck there. I know. Poor Ken Anderson. Matt Awesome points. All right. Next you have the Kali Inn featuring That's good. I, I did like my be- I did my best. <laughs> featuring Is that complimentary with purchase, I guess? Of course. You get a free complimentary cruiser first. <laughs> yes. Please. I mean, you did pay for it, but <laughs> yeah. it's complimentary. It's complimentary, yeah. Uh, Taylor Chadwick points. My favorite Collie story is from Jericho's book when Big Show's screaming at him for screwing up matches, and he's like, you are the shits, bro. And he just looks at him and he goes, you're the shits too, bro. And <laughs> Jericho's like, I don't know what was funnier. The fact that he... The fact that he fired back like that, or the fact that he admitted he was also the shits. <laughs> I mean, he killed a guy. <laughs> You're the shits, bro. Here is something you can't understand. How I could? Just oh, he, oh, I remember what him. it was. It, he stole Big Show's spot where he uh, he tells the crowd to be quiet and then does the chop to the chest, and it was in a match against against Jericho, and Jericho's like, Big Show's just standing there on the apron going, that motherfucker, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> What's the first rule about wrestling? Patrick, you know this. Don't steal someone else's spot on the oh, same he's, show. He's wearing my furry boots. Oh, that was Melina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he... Oh, he's got the Cialis! Oh, no. Wow. All right, we got two entries left. John Hennigan, C. Alice, available now. All right. Uh, the Vinnie Mac wing is full of dark rooms due to all the lights being powered by pulls with unreachable brass rings attached. If you happen to pull the cord and light the room, Vince charges in. If you aren't John Cena, you get thrown out of the room and the light is promptly turned off. I like how this is racist in favor of John Cena. And old-timey, which is everything Vince McMahon needs to be. So points, obviously. Russell Wright, points. All right, and then your final entry. Boogie and Woogie Inn, where we don't only have bugs, they dance too. Enjoy our world-renowned Canadian steakhouse, the Christian Slash Edge, where the Montreal Screwjob is just steak seasoning, and you will leave reeking of awesomeness. Remember, at Boogie and Woogie Inn, you'll leave saying, Fuck you, Antonio! Ha ha, baby! I see what you tried to do there. Uh-oh. I like where this is going. But. And all these guys haven't done anything yet, so the three oh, of them... I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, no! I'm so excited. It's a, give me a Hanukkah gift early. Okay, you could have it. Oh, yeah, Finn Spear! <laughs> oh, and here's some gelt, too. Yum. Uh, Stonefold and Triple H. You need to unwrap it first. 
<laughs> You're supposed to like don't give use the dreidel and like guilt. bet on stuff with that. I thought don't give me guilt over my guilt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael Vaughn, you've been speared. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, the guilt got stuck in my throat. Of course, it did. So, uh, where is your menorah, by the way, Goldberg? It's <laughs> it's in my trunks. Of course, it is. Is that a menorah in your trunks, or are you happy to see me? A little bit of both. It's half a menorah, and I'm happy to see you. <laughs> oh God! Hey, baby, how'd you like eight crazy nights? Uh, Can't all right. tell if you're making a sexual innuendo or asking if I enjoyed an Adam Sandler movie. Either way, the answer is no. <laughs> all right, so now we must know who do you choose to be your winner? Oh man, I really, really think that Matthew Anderson wins this week. <laughs> Every guest gets a complimentary socket can of spray paint. For one lucky guest, the Willow the Wisp himself will leave a used needle under your pillow. The disclaimer uh, of him watching you sleep is what got me. <laughs> With eyeballs on eyeballs. All right. That's uh, a victory for good old Matthew Anderson. The, uh, With the host of uh, Reading Readies, Matthew Anderson. Of course, yeah. Reading Readies. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. So here's here's the plan for our year end here because we're getting close. We're going to do a pay-per-view preview show next week. We're going to do a pay-per-view and takeover preview, preview show. Yep. <laughs> we're going to do a pay-per-view and takeover review show the week after. And then the week after that, it's, uh, it's well, it's that's Christmas week. So you want to do Fabe's that week? Maybe we'll have we'd probably be we'd probably be recording on the twenty sixth or twenty seventh, so probably yeah, possibly yeah, depending on the uh, how everything. Yeah, um, usually nothing in wrestling happens that week anyway because it's a lot of recap stuff and then filler for yeah, the at least years. it's after the pay per view and takeover. That's the most important thing, right? Right. So uh, we'll start thinking about Fabes. We'll start because, getting some categories because last year's worst match of the year happened at that last pay per view. Can you believe this is the third annual Fave Awards? Yeah, it's crazy. We, which means we have to do two more. And then stop. Then stop. Of course. <laughs> then we're done. We'll never do it again. Um, not only is that happening, but I want you guys to start thinking about who your holiday entry for the Hall of Fame is going to be. Because every Christmas, we do a single entry. Uh, we've done Paul Heyman and Bobby Heenan for the last two years were our singulars. So it's usually somebody who's almost in a class of their own. Which is pretty cool. So start thinking about that because it's only the it's only the one this time. The one entry. And if Dan catches himself ghosting, then we're gonna have to start back midway through this episode. <laughs> because Seamus five fifteen says, "I just kicked your ass."